Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Thank you. What a great time of just honouring the mums and, and just in the presence of God. Isn't God good? Isn't God amazing? And, um, and it's an honour for me today to, to, to speak a message that I, I, it's just on my heart. I could, I could actually speak on motherhood a lot. So it's, it's easy. I ran a, a mother's a group called Motherhood um, for five years and we had 150 women coming to it. And, um, it's, and it was just wonderful to see all these mums being encouraged. And every mum here has the compassion for one another because we know what it's like to be a mother. But today I just want to talk about households, about all of us in a household. So let's just, um, just pray for a moment as we begin. Father, we just thank you that you are here. We honour your presence right now. We honour that you are here. We honour you that you are the father of the household of faith. And Lord, today we just thank you, Father, that every single person in your house, Father, is called and anointed and appointed by you. Everyone has been called forth from the womb. Father, every one of us has proceeded forth from your heart. Lord, your intentions for us, Father, are for good and not evil. Every single one of us here, Father, have a beginning and a destiny, Lord. And Father, we today want to tune our ears in. Father, we want to hear from your word because your word is life. Your word, Father, is health. Your word is peace. Your word heals us, Lord. And Father, today we want to sit under the anointing of the Holy Spirit as we come, Father, and feast in your word. Father, your word, Father, we receive it with joy. And Father, we set a heart to hear the word. Today we set a heart, Father, to, to switch off the distractions and actually come under the yoke of the anointing, Father. And we give you all the praise today in Jesus' name. So why don't you high-five someone today and say it's going to be a good message as you take your seats as I get myself ready. Fantastic. Wonderful. I don't have a lot of time today, so I'm going to speak very quickly. But I just want to, um, first of all, um, just give a shout out to all those mums who have it tough and just know that we are supporting you and praying for you. You know, it was once said that a mother's heart is a child's classroom. A mother's heart is a child's classroom. So you must never underestimate the value of the mother that you have the mother that has gone before you and the mother that is raising you and the children that are underneath your calling. We are raising and releasing children to their God-intended destiny. We don't want people wandering through life not knowing where they are and what they're doing. We want people to know their destiny. Your children were born for greatness and notoriety and for influence, not mediocrity. Winston Churchill was once asked to list all of his amazing leaders and he listed all these people and then he said, hang on a second, you forgot to ask me who was the greatest leader, the greatest teacher in my life and that was my mother. And that's an amazing uh, thought that one of the greatest leaders of this, of this century 
attributed that his mother was his greatest teacher because mothers are very important and mothers are indispensable. But, you know, mothers alone, they can have it really tough. They can do a brilliant job, but it takes a family. It takes support systems and people around. It takes households. It takes everyone in those households to, to, um, to live, to actually uh, raise children you know, it's not just about money. It's not just about education. It's about learning to live. I homeschooled for three years, and there was a motto with the group that we were with. It says, you know, we're not here to teach children to make a living. We're, he we're here to teach children how to live. Education is not tr about making a living. Education is about how to live. And we get our best education, our best instructions from the Word of God. Henry Drummond was a, um, said this quote, most of the stones for the building of the city of God, of the household of God, and all the best of them are made by mothers. So mothers have an important, important role but each one of us together as husbands and wives and relatives, we are all got a role to play. And as I was sit, sitting today, I was just thinking about and just pondering on the Lord. And I just felt a prophetic word come for, for us. And this is the prophetic word that I felt. Today, the Lord says, I'm releasing a fresh and powerful anointing on you. This anointing is for transformation of your households. This is anointing to empower you to increase your strength and enable you to flow in my ways and to live an overcoming life. I'm releasing a glorious unity of oneness and a whole new reality, wholeness and gentleness of heart towards one another. A fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit is going to infuse your life. Today I'm releasing an intimacy anointing, an intimacy anointing, an understanding of the joy of beautiful intimacy and softness of the Father's anointing. This will replace harshness and the brutality in your souls that has wounded you. And I believe that today there's a, an anointing on us. It's going to heal some of the, the wounds of our heart, things that have been so we've been so deeply wounded as children, but there's a fresh anointing coming on us. It's going to release that healing into our soul. And that's an, because when we're wounded, we can become afraid of intimacy. But God wants to come today and bring a healing and a fresh anointing of intimacy. Father is going to replace loneliness with completeness and an abiding presence, a lingering and dwelling presence every day. And as we just sit here under that word, I believe as we open the word of God, you're going to just feel it now. Let me just read a scripture to you from Ephesians 2, 18 to 22. These are really powerful. When you sit in the Word and you listen to the Word, it's going to do amazing things because God believes in community and he's building a powerful household community, a place where he takes up residence. Listen to this. And now because we are united 
to Christ, we both have equal and direct access to the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. So you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are children of the city of the Holy Ones with all the rights as family members of the household of God. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple and your lives are being built together upon the ideal foundation laid by the apostles and the prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. The entire building is under construction. Everybody say under construction. We're under construction. This is really important for us to understand. And it's continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, we've come into the family of God. And how did we do that? By faith in Jesus Christ. Galatians 3.27 says this, that it was faith that immersed you into Christ and now you are covered and clothed with his life. Do you realize that you wear Christ, you've put Christ on by your faith in Jesus Christ? You have put on Christ, there's an anointing on you, it's the Christ anointing, it's the intimacy anointing. You've been immersed to him. In, in the message translation, uh, trans it says here, but now you have arrived at your destination. If you are a believer, you've arrived. You've already arrived. You're not trying to find something. He is your destination and you've arrived. Before Christ, we're trying to look for where we fit in. But now you've come in and you've been fitted into Christ by your faith in Jesus Christ. You've arrived at your destination. By faith in Christ, you are in direct relationship with God. Everybody say, I've arrived. That's a really important thing because it makes you stop fantasizing about things. How many have ever got into the point where you have to pull yourself up by the neck, by the neck and say, stop fantasizing about something, something, one day, one day. Right now we are in Christ as a believer. We're in him. So now we've arrived. So now what? Now we start to work out this salvation. Your baptism in Christ was not just, think, not just washing up for a fresh start. You just didn't put on, you know, you know restart. But you, you receive something. It's an, it also involved dressing you in an adult faith wardrobe. How many have ever heard that before? You've got an adult faith wardrobe. You've arrived and now you've got, you've been clad in the most incredible thing, an adult faith wardrobe, Christ's life. And this is God's intention for you, that you don't wander around your whole life not knowing where to go and what to do, but you actually grab hold of the fact that because you are in Christ, you have already arrived. And that will stand you in a place where you can start now becoming who you really are and becoming transformed. Listen, Christianity is not a religion. Many people say that they're a Christian, but Christianity is not, true Christianity is not a religion, it's a family. It's a family. Christianity is a family. Our faith in Christ gave us access to the family of God, not to religion. We were children of, we are now children of God. We are not servants any longer. We are children. 
We're not foreigners. We're not guests. We're not servants in the house of God. We receive sonship. Galatians 4, 6 to 9. Let's have, let's have a look at that. So that we would know that we are his true children, God released the spirit of sonship into our hearts, moving us to cry out intimately. There's that anointing of intimacy. My father, my true father. So when you come into Christ, you become, you come under and in Christ, now you've arrived, you've been anointed by him, now you, you start to understand intimacy, there's an anointing on you, you put on. How many know the, there's a King James Version that says, you know, put on Christ, put off the old man, put on. That's actually talking about the anointing of Jesus Christ, the anointing of Jesus has been put on. There's actually another another rendering to that where um, um, in the Old Testament that there was a man of God who the Holy Spirit came and put that man on as his clothes. And that's literally what God is talking about here. We Now, verse 7, now we're no longer living like slaves under law, but we are enjoying being God's very own sons and daughters. And because we are his, we can access everything our Father has, for we are heirs because of what Christ has done. Before we knew God as our Father, we were unwitting servants to the powers that be, which are nothing compared to God. But now we truly know him and are intimately known by him. Why would we for a moment consider turning back to those weak and feeble principles of religions as though we were still subject to them? We have been given a relationship with God. We have been given intimacy with God. Not a set of rules of don'ts and do's, but we have been given a family, and here's the family of God. All over the world, you have family in God. We are not, I love it, we are not slaves, but we are sons and daughters with rights and privileges. We have been united with Christ. We have access to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is only given to sons and daughters. The Holy Spirit will only come to sons and daughters. You can have access to the Holy Spirit today by receiving Christ and he gives you access to your heavenly father and then you can receive the Holy Spirit. Only sons and daughters have these rights and privileges as members of God's household. And the word of God says we were immersed into Christ with being clothed with his anointing and this is a family anointing. That as we gather together as sons and daughters, there's an anointing. And we, we start to dress in this adult faith. We take off the childish, childishness and we start to walk in this adult faith wardrobe that we have. And that is this intimacy with Father. And you know what? I love it because Holy Spirit starts to deal with the things that have maybe hindered us from growing in the past. And he begins to heal them. And begins to release us from those things. And we become and we, we, we walk into a grace. This is God's plan. Do you know family looks after family? We are the household of God. Galatians 6.10 says this, Take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. And be mindful in the Amplified says, Be mind, mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith those who belong to God's family with you, and believers. So we are, we are, we join to a family. Now we have to, just like we do in our natural growing up family, now we need to look out for one another. 
Look after each other. Bless one another. Provide for one another. We are not to be stingy. We are to reach out this household anointing because every one of us is under construction. And we need that grace on us. We're connected to Christ who is the cornerstone. We have been chosen and sealed by him as living stones. We've been fit. And God's fitting us together. God's placing us and framing us together, fitting us out in this beautiful body of Jesus Christ. We are being built up together and we have an unshakable foundation. We are all under construction. We are all in the process of metamorphosis. Our spirits have been joined to God, but our old our soul has been educated under an old system so that we are now learning through the scripture how to put on Christ, how to release this anointing in our life. He is transforming us. He is growing us. He's joining us together. He's transforming us and growing us. I love it, the scripture, where it says that we are, being, we are under his constant supervision. The eyes of God are on you supervising your growth, supervising your life, supervising you. And we are living this spirit-filled life now to overcome the world because this world is full of bankrupt values. It's take what you can, dog eat dog, step on whoever you need to get, to get up and to get over. But that is not the kingdom. That's not what we've learned. And I love that. I love that. How do we, how do we, I'm going to, I'm going to jump into this right now. How do we apply the word of God? When you read the word, how do you apply this? How do you, how do you hold yourself accountable to the word of God? How do you hold yourself? So that you ask, you read the word, how do you hold us accountable? I want to show you that. In Titus, I'm going to ask you to just put up the next slide. Fantastic. So you can have a look at it as I read. The Apostle Paul instructs Titus in, Ti- in the book of Titus, who is a young local pastor of a church. He says, you need to teach sound doctrine. And these are the character qualities that are consistent with someone who is living out sound doctrine and biblical teaching. We are to embrace godly lifestyles. We are to be cons- and we are to live consistent to these so that the word of God is not discredited. Our example will advertise the teachings of our God. God's grace teaches us how to live. And, that, and then, because he teaches us how to live, we then turn our backs on the old things that we've taught, been taught. We have to, to turn our backs on ungodliness and indulgent lifestyles. And I love this. Let's have a read of Titus 2. Titus, your duty is to teach them to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. Lead the males, the older men, into lives of, lead older men into disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control. And I love it. It's just like, somebody give me something to do. How many here have ever, like, somebody give me something to do with my life? And the scriptures are pouring out this profound advice 
Live disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control. To be worthy of respect, live wisely. To have a solid faith, a generous love, and patient endurance. This is something that you wake up and you meditate it. I actually did this a while ago. I took all the scriptures, the word of God said to to um, me as, as a wife, and I looked at it, I meditated on it, and as I woke up in the morning, I said, this is my goal for the day. This is what I'm reading. Father, this is what I'm outworking. Jesus was the word that was made flesh, and so we take this scripture, and we meditate it on, and then we start to walk it out. So in your family, dynamic in your homes, here's the instructions. Older men live disciplined lives full of dignity and self-control. Be worthy of respect. Live wisely. Have a solid faith. Be generous in love. And that has a whole thing of generosity, meeting needs. Be patient and endure. Older women live lives of reverence, free from gossip and drunkenness. To be teachers of beautiful, good things. Teach, teaching younger women to love their families. One of the things that we see in our community is the fractions of families because you've got you know, the in-laws and you've got people that talk about the, the, the outlaws and the in-laws and this competition and you've got, you know, um, this whole kind of divisiveness in our language and in what we are doing. But when we come into the kingdom and the house of God and into your family, those things must not come out of your mouth. And you must put a guard on your mouth because you don't want to be creating the divisiveness in your families. So here, older women teach your younger women to love their families, to love them and teach them to how to love. It's, 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 it's very powerful. Why? Because they're going to be raising grandchildren and then you're going to have an opportunity to, walk, to be part of that community. Remember that song we said, the Lord bless you. The blessing comes on us and our children and our children's children and our children's children. As we grow up, this adult faith starts to see generational. And we need to start to see generational. We are not to look at just our own, what about me? What about me? The adult faith says, it's not about me anymore. This selfishness has gone. Now I become God conscious. I become kingdom culture conscious, right? So next one, it says younger women, love your husbands, love your children, be self-controlled and pure, taking care of your households and be devoted and supported to your husbands. We know, we, we see, the world may say, you know what, what about you? You need your own time, you know? you know, and, and, and try and distract you. But God wants you to be focused. In the Genesis, God gave dominion to man and woman, right? He gave dominion. So women, let me tell you, you have dominion over your homes. You have dominion over what happens in your home. I'm not talking about control and manipulation. I'm talking about dominion. You're ruling your home, the laws in your home, the, the structure of your homes. All these things are absolutely essential, that nothing comes on your watch, nothing happens to your children, that anything happens with your children, you are in that moment. Let me tell you a testimony. Our daughter... She was about 15, 14, 15, and hanging out with some pretty bad people at you know, school and stuff like that. And um, I went to drop her to church. 
uh, to school. Actually, the, the church was next door to the school, so that's why I was thinking about a church. So I, I'm, well, I drive my daughter to school, and I drop her off, and the Lord speaks to me. Now, this is true. As, as clear as a bell. Well, she ain't going to school today. I'm like, hang on a second. I've just driven my daughter, 14 years old, dropped her in the car park. Bye, Mom, going to school. And Holy Spirit says to me, well, she's not going to school today. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Holy Spirit will dob on you, right? The Holy Spirit will dob on you because he loves you, okay? Every one of you know this. God loves you so much, he's going to dob on you, right? Okay, so there's no secrets. He's going to dob on you. So I go home. I've got stuff to do at home. And the whole day, the Holy Spirit says, well, what are you going to do? I figured it out. I'm going to go really early to school at 2.30 and sit in the, the car park because I can see her coming out of the gym. Um, and, and then and the classrooms are on the other side. So I will be able to see her leaving the sports and going to her classroom. I come at 2.30, everyone goes out, and Christine's not there. About 10 minutes later, a car pulls out, and she gets out of a car, and she comes in, and there I'm sitting, and she's like, I'm like, right, let's talk about this. <laughs> but what I'm, the reason why I'm saying this is that because sometimes Holy Spirit wants to give you wisdom and understanding and show you how to love your household, how to keep them safe. The enemy has plans, right? The enemy has schemes and you've got to know how to keep your household. Husbands the same. You've got to know how to look after your children. You've got to be on watch all the time and the Holy Spirit is the present dobber. I mean helper. He's a dobber but he's a helper. He's there to help you because he loves your children. And he, I have had that so many times. I've had it so many times. The Holy Spirit would just go, go ring up, go do that, go into their room, talk to them. So much, why? Because he wants me so intimately connected to my children that we know them and that we have, they're, at, they're, they're best at heart. And because of that dobbing the Holy Spirit, I was a, we were able to actually uncover some things that were you know, conspiring against our daughter and we were able to remove her out of that situation. Right? But had I not listened and not acted on it and go, oh, well, that's just me, I'm thinking that, you know, but I pressed in on it. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. Hear the Holy Spirit. Love, you, you must take dominion over your household. The devil has no right. If the devil is in your household, whose fault is it? Somebody's opened the door. Somebody's neglected their duty. So you need to get in there and you need to look after them. Women, you are to love your husbands and not be their mother. That's really difficult. Like there's just, that's just so difficult to do. But you are to love your husbands and love your children to be self-controlled and pure and taking care and be devoted and supportive to the husbands. The scripture says that woman was made for the man. Man was not made for the woman. So our ability as women to support and complete and nurture our husbands and work with them is unbelievable. Guys, 
If you're scared of women, it's okay because we have such a capacity. You can either, you can either lock us up or let us go and let us be free. But I tell you what, if you work together and is a grace gift together, everything will change. When you start to love, and remember 1 Corinthians 13 is what love is. It's so powerful. What is love? Meditate on it. Go home and read it if you haven't read it. Right? If we are in, if my husband and I in competition, we shut down our anointings. We shut down our gifts. When we are completing, when we are helping, when we are admonishing one another, we're not lecturing. I don't see anywhere in the scripture that gives you a license to lecture at anyone, even your children. You are not to lecture your children. You have no right to lecture. You have to mentor and instruct, but not lecture. Unless you're at a university teaching, you know, high, university students, you can lecture. But if you're, you're, you're in a household, your role is not to lecture. That is not a role that you've been given. You are to love and to mentor and to care and to nurture and to create environments that are safe. Younger men, I love this one, live disciplined lives. Like in one, one translation, that's it, live disciplined lives. I'm like, like women, like there's like 12 things for women to do and 15 things for men to do. And then it comes to young men. Where are all the young men, right? Live disciplined lives. Why? Because that's all they can handle. That, that, they can't handle anything else. Like just live a disciplined life. Like, okay. But let me just, I'll just going to draw that out. Live disciplined lives for Christ. Be wise and self-controlled, sober-minded, and to behave prudently. Take life seriously. Take life seriously. Life is a gift. And, you know, as you flourish, it's going to be there. Leaders. So here's he's saying to, to, the, to the leader, to Titus, set yourself apart as a model of nobility and good works with dignity and demonstrate integrity. In all that you teach, bring a clear message beyond criticism. You know, as we get, and I'm going to wind it up here, let's ask the musicians to come. We've had so much happening here already at Faith Life Church. We've had the dedication, we've had um, honoring of our mums and everything. But as the household of faith, it's so important that we start to put these things on. That's actually sitting, all these riches are sitting inside of you. But if you don't have a roadmap, the Word of God is the instruction. In, if you don't know how to do this, what are you going to do? How are you going to work it out? It goes on there also. Let me just highlight this to workers. Be loyal, obedient workers, submitting to them in all things to your bosses. Well-pleasing, don't be argumentative or talk back. Do not steal or thieve. Show complete loyalty and trustworthiness in your workplace. Doing this will advertise through all they do with the beautiful teaching of God your Saviour. And children, obey, always obey and respect your parents. Pay attention to them in everything, for this is right and pleasing to the Lord. The Word of God instructs us in our homes, instructs us how to live. Now, if we're all doing it, we will be one harmonious body. 
all of us in our homes. And as we come into the church, we will start to understand how this flow of anointing works. Psalm 119, 59, by the the prophet Haggai, the, the Lord God speaks and he says this. This is what all Lord Almighty God says. Give careful thought to your ways. I want to ask you that. How's your life? How's your life? How, how are you doing in your life? What's working and what's not? Because God says you have to give careful thought to your ways. Another translation says, consider your ways and thoughtfully reflect on your conduct. Think about your life. Think about your conduct. How are you in the home? Do you come to church and you put on a really nice, beautiful attitude and character, but at home you're like, you know, someone that creeped out of the back streets of somewhere. I don't even know a bad thing to say, but (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, are we congruent? Is there a, a, you know, a congruency in our life that from in the home and we become the church with the same people? What about in the workplace? You come to the workplace and you, you come and you give everything, you're amazing, but you go home and you give nothing. We have to start to look and consider our ways. What's our response to God's instruction? Psalm 119, 59. I pondered the direction of my life and I turned to follow your law. And God's word says, I have thought about my life and I have directed my feet back to your written instructions. Let me just read that again. I have thought about my life. Maybe today you're sitting here and Things aren't going well in your life and you're stuck in some old ways and some old thinking patterns and some old old behaviour. This is the day to be anointed afresh with intimacy with God and to intimacy with people. Stop trying to be right. Stop always always wanting the upper hand. Stop trying to put points on on the board of how many things that you won because in the end you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your relationship. You're going to lose if you don't do it right. You need to come back. Be willing and obedient to, ter- to come back to the ways of God. Come back to the Word and come back to what He's doing. And now walk it out. Make Work it out in your life. Hold yourself accountable. Put on that self-control and say from today on, not a word out of my mouth is going to come out unless it's edificating. It's good for the hearers. It's blessing. The Bible says to bless and not curse. It's so important. Today, consider your ways. Maybe you've been living aimless. Maybe you've just not hearing God and you feel out of connection with God I just feel the Holy Spirit here how about we just stand just stand to your feet right now and just allow Holy Spirit just to talk with you for a moment so we just come to a close right now maybe you're here and and you don't know Jesus the Word of God says that Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and is knocking And anyone who hears his voice and opens the door, he says, I will come in 
to Him and I will dine and I will fellowship. I will have intimacy with Him. Maybe that some of you might hear be away from God or you don't know God. If that's you, just put your hand up. I want to pray for you right now. If you don't know Jesus or you don't, you're away from God. Maybe you're just fighting the ways of God. Just raise your hand. Fantastic. And maybe you're here. And the family life just needs some attention. Maybe there's a bit of conflict in the home. Maybe there's some things that are always being brought up that just need some healing. I just want to pray with you. If anything today is just touch your heart, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for every person in this house, Lord. Father, I just thank you that we're all under construction, Lord. We are all being transformed by your word. We're all being transformed by your spirits, Lord. And as children, Father, in your household, Father, we run after your word. We want to come, Lord God, and want to hear your word, Father. We want to open our heart, Lord. We want you to heal us, Lord God. We want to heal, heal you to heal us from our past, Lord God, and memories, Father. And Lord, today we want the anointing of intimacy on us, Lord God. We want to open our heart up to you, Holy Spirit, to be intimate with you and to be intimate with others, to put down our guards, to put down all of the things that makes us hard, Lord God. And we want to come back to a place, Father, Father, where we just know, we know that Your grace is enough and we know that You're working in us, Lord. We know that You're working in us, Lord God. We know that You are doing a mighty work in our hearts, Lord. Father, I just pray for everyone here right now, Lord, with that spirit of intimacy, that spirit, that anointing, that fresh anointing right now, Father. Just raise your hands right now. Father, I just release, Father, the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, over this whole place, Lord. We give our hearts to you, God. That's what you're after. Give him your heart now. If you've just been hard and you've been locked down and walking away from things, making things difficult, this is a time of surrender. We're just going to surrender to you afresh, Jesus. We're just going to surrender afresh to you, God. Father, as we come into this household, Lord God, in our own homes and here in the household of faith, Father, we just know, Lord, that you're, you, we're under construction. You're, you're dealing with, you're supervising us, Father. And today is a day, God, where you say, Lord, Father, I'm just going to do it your way. I'm going to yield to your word and I'm going to do it your way. Almighty God, just come, Father. I just pray for husbands and wives today. Father, where there's been tension, Lord God, competition, Lord God, where there's been angry words, Father, I just pray for the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from all sin, Lord God. Father, the blood of Jesus to wash us, Lord. And Father, that today we're just going to walk out right fresh, right and fresh, Lord God, under a fresh intimacy anointing, Father, to put our guards down and to begin to believe again, to trust again, to love again, to be fresh with one another, to begin to dream again, Father. Lord, I just pray for every household, Lord God, for the for the children in the house, Lord God, for the young people in the house, Lord God. I just pray, God, Father, because we know the household is a place where our future gener generation of leaders, Lord God, are being raised up. Our future generation, Father, of apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists are being raised up, Father, for the gifts, gifts of God, Father, are being raised up in the house here, Lord God. And we know, God, this is a place of training. This is a place of nurture. This is a place, 
Father, of our future, Lord God. Our homes are our future, Lord, and our, our church is our future, Lord God. And today we just declare over this house a spirit and an anointing, Father, of intimacy and healing, Lord God. Father, that, that sonship anointing will flow over us, Lord God. We just thank You that You're here. You're doing a wonderful work in our hearts, Lord God. You're recalibrating things. You're setting things up. Father, we just thank You. We thank You that today, Lord, we're going to put traction. You're going to put attraction on our growth, Father. That's We put that adult faith wardrobe on. You're going to you're going to do something speedily within us and work within us quickly. Father, I declare a quick work, Father, a quick restoration, a quick um, uh, engagement, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank You for the spirit of wisdom that's here in the name of Jesus. And I just release the spirit and the anointing of Jesus, the intimate one, upon You. Receive it right now in Jesus' Name. We receive it right now in Jesus' Name. Father, we just thank You. We thank You. We thank You for what You're doing, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank You, Jesus.